Welcome to the Deep Roots at Home podcast. For those of you new here, the Deep Roots at Home website was founded by Jackie in 2011. As a retired RN, longtime homeschooler, past Lyme sufferer with a love of preventative natural medicinals, Jackie has encouraged women for years now. Our desire is to spread truth and important information during these recent deceptive times, as well as the practicals of homemaking and all things beautiful. Whether you are listening in the car, while you're making dinner for your children, or sitting with a relaxing cup of tea, welcome to the podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Deep Roots at Home podcast. I'm Abby Grace, and I am your host, and today we are going to be talking about a topic that tends to be scary for parents, even those that do not regularly vaccinate their children, and that is the topic of tetanus. We're going to be uh, learning from Jackie's post, Did You Know These Fun Facts About Tetanus, Rusty Nails, and Horses? We're going to take some of the mystery out of that fear-dreaded tetanus, so stay tuned. And now for a did you know moment. This is the story from a mom who took her child to the emergency room with a bloody cut. Doctor says, we're gonna give her a tetanus vaccine. Mom says, really? What brand and configuration did you have in mind? Just tetanus. You mean the DTAP, mom said. Doctor said, well, yes. So you wanna give my child a vaccine for three diseases when you're only concerned about one? It's the only way it comes. Wrong. So how long will it take for the vaccine to help her create antibodies against tetanus? About three weeks, the doctor says. If this wound contains tetanus spores in the correct environment, how long before the spores start producing toxins, causing lockjaw, then death? The doctor replied immediately. So you want to give my daughter a vaccine that she won't mount an immune response with until about a week after she's dead then? We left without the shot, or the TIG, tetanus immunoglobulin. It also has known side effects that include peripheral neuropathy and Guillain-Barre syndrome. Scares me that I have more information than a physician, and it should scare you too. So let's look at some fun facts on tetanus that clearly most doctors don't know, or they fudge on lie about. Since they give the DTaP vaccine, for even sinus infections or any minor cut. Number one, tetanus is an anaerobic bacteria, meaning it can't survive in oxygenated environments, meaning if the wound bled, no tetanus. Number two, just because you get cut on metal, rusty or not, it doesn't automatically mean tetanus bacteria is present. Tetanus is normally found in manure, dirt, and not on plumbing fixtures. Number three, Even if there was a deep puncture wound that did not bleed, caused by an object that had tetanus bacteria on it, you literally cannot vaccinate against a bacterial infection after the exposure. The vaccine is not an instant tetanus killer. It would take weeks for your body to produce enough antibodies, provided the vaccine is even successful at all. Number four, if there were serious concerns about tetanus exposure, as previously explained, then the only thing that could help, outside of allowing the wound to bleed if possible, and cleaning the wound with soap, water, or hydrogen peroxide, would be the TIG shot, excuse me, the TIG shot, tetanus immunoglobulin, 
which is an antitoxin and not a vaccine. Number five, there is no single tetanus vaccine available in the United States, only the, T, the DTAP or DTAP, which is a three-in-one cocktail vaccine consisting of diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis, whooping cough, or TD, tetanus and diphtheria. So to summarize, one, a tetanus shot would not help a current case of tetanus as a vaccine takes several weeks to create antibodies. If a current case of tetanus is truly a concern, the TIG shot may be given. But again, remember, it also has known effect, side effects, including peripheral neuropathy and Guillain-Barre syndrome. Number two, as of May 2019, there have been over 184,528 adverse effects reported to VAERS in connection with tetanus and tetanus-containing vaccines since 1990, including 3,172 related deaths, 22,002 hospitalizations, and 3,265 related disabilities. Three, lastly, the CDC states that the efficacy of the tetanus toxoid has never been studied in a vaccine trial. Again, knowledge is power. Horse Sense Facts About Tetanus by Andrew Saul. Tetanus bacteria are found naturally in the droppings of horses. When deep wounds in humans or even horses are infected with this bacteria, a toxin is produced which causes the illness also known as lockjaw. Tetanus has nothing whatsoever to do with rust, by the way. Can I just repeat that? Because we all think this. Tetanus has nothing whatsoever to do with rust. The only reason an old rusty nail is associated with tetanus is that it might now be where horses had once been. Stepping on a nail delivers the bacteria spores into the body as if from a dirty hypodermic needle. So tetanus shots are given to this day, even though horses are so rarely around us anymore. During the Civil War, horses were like trucks and cars. Confederate cavalrymen had thousands of horses with them at a time. At the time of the Battle of Chancellorsville in 1863, Union Calvary had some 9,000 horses. Can you imagine what their camps must have been like? It's remarkable that there were so few cases of tetanus during the Civil War. Battlefield wounds were very numerous, severe, and very dirty. Blood and tissue and horse droppings were everywhere. Lockjaw cases were not. During the 1860s, surgeons did not even wash their hands, let alone their instruments. Tetanus bacteria must have been literally everywhere. After a typical battle, thousands of men might lay with their innards on the ground. Forget your visions of neat uniforms and waxed mustaches and glory like you see in the movies. Pain and disease, mud, filth, and horses were this war. We know that lockjaw cases placed far down on the casualty lists at a rate of just over 2%. That, with no sterilization of medical instruments and not a pair of clean hands in sight, and with all those horses around. As a very little boy in Rochester, New York, I can remember horse teams drawing the huge rakes that swept the public beaches clean along Lake Ontario. The degree of tetanus exposure on that beach never occurred to most parents. When we cut ourselves, barefoot boys like myself often didn't even tell our parents who wanted to be stuck with a hypodermic needle. A lot of the kids on those beaches had not had tetanus shots, and yet, as in the Civil War, the number of tetanus shots was near zero. I never even knew anyone who had had tetanus. Over 40 years ago, Frederick R. Klenner 
MD cured tetanus with massive doses of vitamin C, most of it intravenously. Between 350 to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C per kilogram body weight per day was a standard therapeutic oral dose. Dr. Klenner described tetanus fatalities as being due to conventional medical treatments for the disease, not even due to tetanus itself. This is presented like one side of a good debate to get you past the sound bites and to look into the subject yourself. The human body is almost unbelievably resilient. Perhaps a bridle needs to be put on overpraising or overusing the tetanus shot. And I will also add at the end of this article my own personal story. Uh, my son, when he was around eight years old, received a tetanus shot. More proactively, we did not actually vaccinate our children for anything else, but we were afraid of the tetanus shot. And so since my other children had had steps, they had stepped on rusty nails occasionally, and um, whenever they would step on something that concerned us, we'd go ahead and that was the one shot we would give them. But like the article said, it's never just that one shot. It's the trio or at least the two. Well, my this particular son, our oldest, was eight years old, and we decided since the rest of them had gotten that one shot, we'd just go ahead and preventatively give him that. And they uh, gave him the DT shot. Well, two weeks later, my son started having seizures. And they were partial, they were frontal lobe partial complex seizures. And at its height, he was probably having the doctors guessed around 100 seizures a day. And he had to be on medications for two years to um, control those seizures. But when we asked the neurologist, um, this is one of the top doctors in the Houston area, we asked him if there could be a relation to the uh, tetanus shot that he had just received uh, two weeks ago, which of course is neurological, correct? So anyhow, when we asked the doctor, he could not deny that there could be um, a link between those shots that our son had received and his, uh, his seizures. So I want to end with this quote by Sir William Osler, and that is, the greater the ignorance, the greater the dogmatism. So we would love to hear your stories of uh, the tetanus shot, and do you have any other fun facts that you would like to add? Email us at deeprootsathome at gmail.com. In these troubling times, it's no secret that we are being censored. It's getting harder and harder to spread the truth. Facebook is throttling us, and we don't know how much longer we will be there. Here are a few things you can do to stay in touch with Deep Roots at Home. Firstly, sign up for our newsletter. Jackie sends out exclusive, important content to her readers. The link will be in the show notes. Number two, consider making Deep Roots at Home your homepage in your browser. Number three, print your favorite Deep Roots at Home articles and place them in a binder to have on hand in case of emergency. And finally, follow us on other social media channels. We are now on Telegram and Gab and soon Truth Social. Jackie's greatest desire is that God would be glorified through these dark times. for joining us on the Deep Roots at Home podcast. We pray it has encouraged you in your walk with the Lord and as you serve your family. Could you do us a favor? If this has blessed you, could you help us spread the word by liking and sharing this podcast with your friends? 
And don't forget, we have lots of great links in the show notes that go along with today's podcast. See you next time. Thank you.